Hi, good morning. This is Brenda Eshen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life and our new era working on Zen and relationships. Relationships. Of course, this entire world is nothing but relationships. That's our life. Breathing in, <coughs> excuse me, we have a relationship with the air. <laughs> Breathing out, we return the gift of breath. Breathing in, we receive it. Receiving, returning, giving, taking, relationships, relationships with everything. With our home, with our body, with our mind. What does it even mean, relationship? I mean, that's itself very, very interesting. How do we relate with something, a person, a place, a memory? <clears throat> How do we receive it? How do, what do we give to it? And who is the one receiving and giving? That's a very beautiful koan. It's an extremely beautiful koan. It makes me think of a very ancient custom in, in, in Zen practice called takahatsu, which is when the monks would come down from the mountain to beg for their food. And they would be barefoot walking on the road with a big straw hat that covered their eyes. They would walk down one behind another, often chanting, ho, ho, so that the villagers could hear them in the distance and knew that they were coming. <coughs> ho. Beautiful. And they would carry their, their bowl in their hands. So actually, they would be giving the villagers or the householders an opportunity to, to support the monastery, to support the practice, to support the monks and nuns by giving them, putting something, making an offering into their bowls. And they were in the position of begging of of asking for of 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 holding out their empty bowls very hard much harder to do that to hold out a bowl to sit, extend our hand and say please give me very painful you're very vulnerable to whatever comes into the bowl at least you feel that way. You might feel that way. So as this beautiful tradition happens, they enter the village and they bow to one another. But, but because of the, the hat, the big straw hat, it covers the monk's face and their eyes. So they cannot see the one who is giving to them. And all they see are the, their hands and the hands of whatever is the person putting something into the bowl. And in that moment, the giver and the receiver become one. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. What a relationship that is. Whoa. Wow. Giver and receiver become one. <clears throat> they don't want to shame the giver by looking at them, seeing how much they're giving, seeing what they're giving. They also don't want to give them personal praise for giving. It's just the act. The relationship is the act of one. 
giving and receiving, two hands outstretched, two hands offering. So there's no praise or blame offered, no guilt, no shame. Just the act, the full-hearted, the whole-hearted act of giving and receiving, asking for and saying yes here. Now, I'm sure there were other villagers who heard them coming and who passed by and who did not put anything in the bowl. And they, if so, those monks did not see who they were. They were not ashamed. So the the giving didn't come out of guilt, out of obligation, out of debt. It just arose naturally. How beautiful is that? That is actually true giving. True giving. Nobody knows who gave the gift. And, you know, it's, it's so gorgeous, and it actually replicates, in a sense, our life. Who knows who's given us this gift? Who really knows? And, of course, our question is, and how are we receiving it? Are we looking around blaming this one, that one? You didn't give me this. How you didn't give me that? You owe me this. You owe me that. Blaming, wanting, demanding, hating. Ooh, unfortunately, so many relationships turn into that. All countries trying to take from one another, dominate, harm, kill. Horrible. (coughs) Truly horrible is that. What is our relationship with life, with the divine? Because what is the divine? You know, it's not separate from giving and receiving. It's not separate from the way we behave. It's not separate from us and our needs and also all the provisions we receive to fulfill our needs, many of which we're not even aware of. Take for granted, just pass by the fresh air, the trees, the ability to hear the sounds of ho and any other sound. So many, many, many gifts we receive and we just completely take them for granted. And look around for who we can blame because we didn't get something else that we think we wanted or needed or who knows. Rather than rejoice together the way these beautiful monks and villagers did by putting out a a palm, a hand, two hands, and the other one filling it up. What a way to live. To rejoice together. I do one function, you do another function I can offer this, you can offer that. And it's all together, a harmony, a tapestry, a beautiful garden. But we don't really live it that way most of the time. And that's where practice or these little talks come to kind of clear the weeds out of the garden, to, to clear the weeds to show perhaps another way. a way of real, real, real appreciation and harmony and delight. Now, for many of us listening to this kind of a talk, or, excuse me, hold on a moment. I'm sorry. For many, many of us, for many of us, this might sound like airy-fairy or idealistic, or maybe it's like a poem or a play, or something that happened thousands of years ago, and what has it got to do with the jungle that we live in now? <clears throat> However, it has everything to do 
with our lives as we live them now. It is our life as we live it now. There are many ways of living our life, and we think, well, what, what difference does it make? How can we live this way when everybody around me doesn't? <clears throat> how can I? What difference would it make? And how is it even possible? Well, it's very possible. And in my view, anyway, it would make a huge difference, huge difference, not only to you but and the person you're interacting or relating with, but to the world. Because in my particular view, and I'm not speaking for anyone in general, but I'm saying in my view, love and naturalness and kindness and joy is way, way more powerful than the opposite. <clears throat> and it do, and in the more people who do this and relate in this way, you know this is the story of, of the hundred monkeys that did many experiments with certain monkeys, I think it was. And um, <clears throat> when they began to behave in a certain kind of way, other monkeys all over the world began to pick it up somehow. The whole issue of quantum physics, but they picked it up and they began to do it as well. Do it as well. A new possibility offered into the world. And when they came to a certain number, then, then all the monkeys did it. <laughs> Wow. So, you know, our actions, our thoughts, our decisions, our in way of being truly, truly is infinitely powerful, although we may not realize it. Just like that monk and the villager, we have our straw hat over our eyes when we take our action. We don't really see the entire picture. And, may, and we're probably not intended to, and that's fine. <coughs> The way they do things is, has a great beauty to it. We are responsible or we are relating as we think in a small territory. The monk and the villager, just a small little patch of the town. However, that action goes forth and affects many, many. And look at this, many, many generations later, I'm talking about it right here today. When I think of relationships. Actually, it was like a miracle because I had the opportunity a bunch of years ago to actually see this in front of my own eyes. I didn't see the entire interaction, but I was at a monastery in Japan, and it was raining, and I was on the way home after being there quite a while. Well, it wasn't that long, maybe a month. And I was in this car with my baggage being taken down, down the hill, down into the town, and then to the airport to go home to, to this country. And as I was sitting there with, with my baggage in my car, I hear, I actually heard the sound of ho coming. And I looked out the window and there were the monks, a, a row of monks lined up just exactly the way I'd seen it in the books and in my mind for so many years. And they were on the way to do Takahatsu, barefooted. They were barefooted, these monks, in the rain, holding their bowls. And I was so utterly stunned by it and shocked. And there I was sitting in this elaborate car with my baggage while they were outside in the rain, barefooted, walking into town to request their provisions. It was such a stunning moment, the disparity of our lives, me carrying my baggage, 
they had nothing that they were carrying except bowls, that whatever they needed for today, whatever they needed for now, they were just carrying a bowls. Different way to relate to life. Think of the trust that they had. Think of the connection, the relationship they had to the earth with their bare feet, to the rain, to the villagers. Very immediate, very simple, very direct. They weren't all hidden away in a car. (laughs) So-called protected from the elements. So-called protected. Because that's right, I didn't feel the rain. But they were more protected in a sense by being so open to life as it came to them. They were just part, so intimately a part of the flow of the day and of the village and of their life. So we could say, well, how are they relating? What's their relationship to life, to their bowl, to the villager? was a relationship of oneness, no opposition, none. Whatever came, they experienced it thoroughly. They kept their shoes off. They could feel their feet on the floor. They said yes to everything. That action is what it was. Saying yes, becoming one with whatever is given. And of course, always, always along with that was a deep bow, a thank you, thank you. Thanking, even, okay, it was not a good, maybe from our perspective, oh, this isn't a good day to do Takahatsu, it's raining hard. No, 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 that was not their stance in that relationship to the rain. It was thank you. It's raining, I'll just experience the rain, I'll feel the rain. I'll be with it. I'll appreciate it, I'll give thanks for it. So you see, that's, when we talk about a relationship, Relating how we receive life, how we receive everything that comes to us, everything. But rather than rejecting it, protecting ourselves from it, judging it, looking around, oh, who's going to be the biggest giver in this town? No, 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 not like that. Trusting something much larger. You could call it the Tao, the way. You could call it many things. There are many, many words to describe it, many words. But the words don't really matter. It's the living of it that matters. It's how you personally relate to your life that matters. Day by day, step by step, meal by meal. That's what true practice is. Whatever the practice is, whether it's from the East, from the West, it doesn't matter. If you look deeply into all the different scriptures... They all come to the very same point, same thing, same point of honoring life, receiving it with gratitude, never, never shaming another person. There are many, many, many lessons in this beautiful little story, many teachings to unravel and unwrap and live. Most of all, it's to live it. That's what we say Zen. Zen means live it. That's my interpretation. Do it. Be it. Live it. Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Just be it. Be it. Do it. Taste it. Don't hide away or run away from whatever comes. So, and what's come right now is time for me to say that this is 
And for today, this is our, our little talk for today. So I thank you, thank you. I really do thank you for listening and for being here and for your beautiful, beautiful emails. Um, if you want to reach me, my email is um, topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the website for this is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And thank you for listening. In. And I really, really um, enjoy so much sharing these moments with you. Take good care.